In this episode of Dirt Road Divinity, we talk with Linan Saperstein. Linan is a quantum activator, channeling guide, and entrepreneur who specializes in strategic marketing and alignment for transformational properties. <laughs> she is so much more than that, too. She believes in the innate good of people. And in this conversation, she shares her lifelong desire to empower others, especially the outsiders or those who may feel left out. She now recognizes her feeling nature as her superpower and knows the healing power of actually showing up for pain. From time unexpectedly living in India and Thailand after COVID hit, to her current adventure of planning for first-time motherhood, Linan encourages the big factor, or being your biggest self, even when, especially when, it's uncomfortable. Please enjoy this conversation with Linan Saperstein. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Dirt Road Divinity. I'm your host, Lisa Wade, and I am ecstatic to be talking today to Linan Saperstein. Linan, hi. Hi. So excited to be here, too. <laughs> I'm thrilled that you're here. Um, you know, we've had the opportunity to kind of get to know each other kind of tangentially in, in some in some aspects and, and uh, directly, virtually, I guess, and, and some others. And I'm always so intrigued by what comes through you. You are are such a conduit of light and wisdom and information that's uplifting and, and encouraging to others. And I have a feeling that this hasn't always necessarily been the path. <laughs> and I would love to learn a little bit more about you, your background, and how you came to, to be a quantum activator and all the work that you're doing in the world now? That's such a big question. Huge. <laughs> like, I'm like, where do I start? I hope it's interesting. Before we got on, you said, I, I, I don't feel like you've always been that way. And actually, just as I heard you say it now, it has always been at my core mm-hmm. to help others, to empower others, especially the outsider or someone who felt left out. Um, I always wanted to include people. Even I have memories of like I did musical theater in middle school and high school and, and people who were, you know, question, I could see the uncertainty. I could feel, you know, it's such an empath, such a highly sensitive person. I could feel people when they were doubting themselves and, and even without thinking, without it being even intentional back then, you know, I'd go up and, and I'd hype them up and I'd be their cheerleader. And, and I had people for years be like, that moment that you told me that, I don't know what I would have done if it didn't happen. So I really believe, I believe in the innate good in people. I believe in this innate programmed kindness that we have, especially if you consider yourself a light worker or just a light bringer, someone who feels deeper, is more sensitive to what is going on, especially in your communities, especially in in the people around you, we have always been doing this work. And what has been possible is, again, with the awareness and the intentionality for it to be more potent, for it to be more powerful, to be more focused on what is a bigger 
expansion point that I can share with this person? Mm-hmm. And what kind of reflection or mirror can I share to show them what greatness and magic I see in front of me that they can't see because they're clouded by whatever is going on for them? So I would, I would put that out there right away. <laughs> what a gift um, for the world. You know, the idea of going back all the way to like middle school, that having that, um, being highly sensitive or empathic and being able to pick up when, on the needs of others and being willing to step in and, and be a mirror. Because I think you're right that so often people just don't even come close to recognizing their own innate amazingness. Yeah. And then the other thing I would share too, is, you know, just now with more of the knowledge that I have of childhood development and the nervous system and sort of how the human body becomes wired and and imprinted when we're children, a lot of highly sensitive people, a lot of light, light beings, we were in traumatic situations. We were coping so we could survive. And often in order to survive, the energy went out to understanding what was going on around us so we could stay safe. And, you know, I think that's an innate ability that I have because some of my upbringing was very unpredictable, very inconsistent. And so it was more important that I knew how everyone else was feeling than even checking on my own emotions. And so I developed that and and I already had it. I believe it was somewhere there in my core But that ability to really understand my parents, my sister, my grandparents, my friends, and their reactions and responses to things. So I knew what to do next so I could feel safe. So I think I go to that as well, that a lot of my superpowers now are these sensitivities I built to feel safe, to protect myself, um, to survive through some things that were traumatic and really challenging mm-hmm. and, and were not normal mm-hmm. for, for a, a, young, a young being on this planet. I love the fact that you just described it as superpowers. You know? That so often that sensitivity, that, that feeling nature, society will often tell us that's weakness or that that's something to avoid or to numb out and stay away from. And you just described it as being your superpower, the thing that connected you with your inner strength. Can you can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. I mean, and I can only say that now because yeah, I've sure. been through the tunnel. And, and I, I would say definitely in my college years, there was numbing, there was silencing, there was, you know, don't listen to your intuition. Literally, it was like whatever I could do to shut down my intuition because it wasn't serving me to do what I was supposed to do, right? Mm Because I was on the path to being a doctor and I was in pre-med and I was miserable, but I ignored miserable. I ignored all the signs of difficulty and challenge and all that. And now I can go back and see there were signs, you know, get the heck off this path. But I was like, no. Put up the blinders, keep going, keep focusing. But now I can say it's a superpower because I listen. Mm. Because those soft, gentle whispers of my soul to guide me, to redirect me, 
to maybe show me something is off. Something is not in alignment. I listen. I respond. I respond so quickly now. Like I'm the crazy girl that wakes up at 3 a.m. having the dream. And it's like, I got to book the flight right now. <laughs> it's like, because it. it's so alive and urgent now that I know better than to push it aside or mm. to shove it under or, oh, I'll deal with it later because I know it's so active and it wouldn't be showing up right then if it wasn't the time for it. Um, it's a superpower because it makes my life easier. It's a superpower because it makes my life more joyful. It's a superpower because it is this uh, heartbeat, this, this core strength that I have. This is why I can hold space for other people. This is why I can channel for just, not just myself, but strangers and give them information that they need right then. And I even say this on my sessions. And I'm sure I said this to you, Lisa. You know, I'm, I'm a resource right now, but I believe everyone is psychic. I believe everyone has deep, powerful, intuitive abilities, but we've had versions of silencing and shutting down and, and not trusting and not validating our intuition. And so part of my sessions, part of my activations are bringing that back to life, mm-hmm. bringing that self-trust back to life and anchoring it into a place where you're like, oh, I actually know what I need. I can actually listen to some of those whispers and it's safe to, it's okay to. And then so people step into that place where it's okay to start hearing their inner wisdom and start acting on it. And trusting it. That's one thing that so often I've talked with folks who are who are more apt to trust wisdom coming from someone else than their own inner wisdom that's always there and, and knows them better than than anyone else could. And so the idea of helping to foster and encourage and empower that in others is such an incredible gift to give, you know, to offer. I remember, I think it was the first time that I was in a, I was in a meeting that you were leading a meditation and there was no way I was missing this particular call. No way I was missing it, but (laughs) I was at um, the car dealership having my car repaired. It needed a whole bunch of work done. And I'm like, okay, you know, it's all nice and dandy when you can be in your meditation room with, you know, your incense burning or whatever to listen to this. But I've got the waiting room of the Subaru dealership, you know. And so I just went in with you right there in the middle of the world. And um, wow, was that powerful. That even with all the distraction and all the, the life going on around that still you had this capacity in that call within that meditation to bring me in in such a way that all of that just went away and I you know the full body tingles and you know all the goosebumps and everything else and I thought okay this gal's on to something here <laughs> you know she, she 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 does have superpowers and I want to learn more um when did you start doing things like that. I mean, when did, when I know that you're, you're an entrepreneur and you've been a business owner, um, for what, over, over a decade now, Over a decade, Um, yeah, like 12, 12 years I've been self-employed. 
you know, I, I tell, like, I've been more comfortable admitting that I, I had abilities when I was younger. And, you know, again, I wasn't leading group meditations, but, you know, like I said, I was having one-on-one interactions. There was, there was energy work I was doing on myself and I didn't know I was doing energy work. Um, And, you know, my grandmothers were both very religious. And so there was this way that one of them in particular interacted with angels and she, she taught me to speak to angels essentially. Um, But then there was this whole period of forgetting you know, because we're always in this beautiful cycle of remembering and forgetting who we truly are and, mm-hmm. and connecting to that divinity, connecting to that source energy that is life force, that is possibility. Um, and so that, finding my way back into remembering who I was, was my journey through personal growth and then eventually spirituality, um, but just everything going. And I always tell people like, yeah, like I look great now and I've got like my partner, my dog, my life, but I've been in the dark depths and I've thought there's no way out of this. Mm. I don't know how you get out. And it's because I wasn't listening to my intuition. I was in a period of forgetting and I was in those dark nights of the soul. Um, I think it was seeing others, you know, I was going to workshops, I was going to seminars, going to retreats. And I had one of my mentors say to me, we can see you up here doing this. And I remember thinking, oh, hell no. <laughs> like that sounds like I love to be behind the scenes. I love to be supporting the, the leaders, the speakers, but I didn't see myself, even though I have a lot of leadership qualities and I've always had them. And I think they planted that seed and, and I hosted my first retreat I started hosting workshops. I mean, I was doing one-on-one coaching. Um, and so that was sort of growing, but I was building my confidence with it. Um, but my first coaching company was called The Big Factor. And I didn't name it that. One of my clients did because she said, there's this way that you see me much bigger than I see myself. Mm-hmm. Even my ideas get bigger in your presence and when we're, we're in session and, and she said, it's like, you have this big factor. And it, that was why it stuck. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I like that. It's, there's something about, you know, greatness and being your biggest self, because especially women, we are programmed to shrink, to fit. Like, how can I play small? So you can't see me so I can keep being loved. And, um, and I was mostly working with women exclusively then, and so it was this expansion point of like, oh yeah, I do see, I do see people. And I, it's almost, it's almost sometimes a deficit because I don't see people's like pitfalls and foibles. I see their most magnificent self. And all I am is like, you can be this. Do you not see this whole possibility that's right here? And they're like, how do I get there, Levan? You know, and I, and, and, now I have tools and now I have, you know, a lot of my own abilities to help them see. Oh, oh, it's been there all along. It's so simple. I can just step into it. I can have all of this stuff that I've been dreaming of and calling in and manifesting. It's just sitting next to me. Yeah. But Lenan happens to be able to see it. Mm. And, and I never thought of that as like a psychic or intuitive ability, but it was. 
it was. I saw these bigger versions of businesses. I saw these bigger versions of, of people. Wow. You know, and sometimes I would guess that even planting the seed of that bigger version being possible breaks something open for clients or breaks something open for people that it's like, whoa. And then maybe even an unwillingness to settle for the smaller version of themselves. Whew. That's huge. The only time I, I, well, not the only time I remember experiencing this, but it's typically trying to see the best in potential dates <laughs> that maybe the best wasn't necessarily, you know, what they were going to live into. And and it can be hard sometimes to see so much good in and possibility in others. Um, and then also recognize, recognize that, that what they are seeing is the fear and the limitation and all the cannots instead of the cans. How do you help people break through that? I mean, what I've often said to people to really help them understand it a bit easier, I don't believe that people meet by chance. I Mm -hmm. I don't believe in coincidence. I think there is this divine unfolding that's happening quite magically. and, And I've said this to people, you don't show up on my path unless you're ready to play big. So you can, I understand. I have it too. You know, you can have your trauma, you can have your stories, you can have this healing that needs to happen Mm -hmm. coming to the surface, but there's a reason that you've shown up in front of me. There's a reason that we've somehow connected and we've shown up on each other's paths and you can step back and say it's too much. There's been many people who've done that. And there have been people who've come back years later and been like, I'm ready now. I'm ready now. And, and I've had dear friends of mine who are like, I, I can't be that person. No, 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 no. Until that person showed up and they were like, what? (laughs) And I mean, one of my best friends I were in, I remember, I mean, myself too, we were in cycles of unhealthy relationships. We couldn't hold our money. We were both going into debt. And, And she's like, how do I get out? And I said, of all my friends, you're the one getting out. You're the one figuring this all out. And now she's just excelling, excelling, expanding, just thriving. And she always says that you were the one, no matter what, you always held fast to you saw this version of me, even when I could not see it myself. And I think that's it. You know, like if you see it, hold it, see Mm -hmm. it for yourself, which is also, you know, like one of my mentors she said that to me recently because I'm I'm pregnant. We were having a good cry fast about all the things. And and she said I she and she remembers me when I was a bit of what I call the hot pink mess. I was just trying my best to keep it all together because I knew what was possible for me. And I didn't know how to get there exactly, but I knew that the steps would show up on my path. And she said, You kept saying, I will have this business, I will have this relationship. And she said, we didn't believe you. You know, you, we thought you, like, hopefully you got some of your shit together. (laughs) And then she's like, but you did it. You did it. Mm. And I think that's the thing, like, persistence. Talk to many of my clients about persistence this Mm -hmm. week. There's a learned behavior of apathy and Mm. accepting what is. That is okay, But if you feel in your 
core of your being that there's something bigger or better or not even bigger, better, just something else Mm -hmm. that's meant for you. This could be relationship. This could be your relationship with money or abundance. This could be work or your career or your job or your business. This could even just be a relationship with yourself, how you love yourself. You know, there's something else. Why not? Why not reach for it? Why not stay the course until it happens? Not lie back and just accept what is, what you're being given. Um, Because then you're stuck with what you got. And nobody likes that. That's stuck. That's what's around stuck. How do I get unstuck? Yeah, you change. Pattern interrupt. You create something new. You try something new. So wild how that getting unstuck is so often outside the comfort zone and the courage that it takes to go, okay, I don't, I, I have no idea how this is going to work out, but I've got to try, or it's like living in quicksand that just is pulling you under because I don't think it's a matter of yes, stuck, but we don't just stay stuck. It's like that energy just keep, that starts pulling us, you know, down, down, down and typically depression or, or, or whatever, but that's to me, a much less safe place to be than right outside the comfort zone. Heavier, heavier emotions, denser emotions. Yeah. You can't even feel light. You, yeah. you can't be the light if all you're sinking into is, is that version of darkness. Mm-hmm. And, and again, it's not wrong or bad. Yeah. There's beauty and pleasure and deep, deep understanding that can come from those dark places. I mean, I can share that. Like my last breakup was devastating. Anybody who knew me then knew it was like rug pulled out from underneath me, couldn't function, but I had an awareness in that space that was so gorgeous and so wealthy and rich because I could feel all of it. I could feel the devastation and it could move through me. I could move until it completed. I wasn't letting it sit and get rotted and bitter in me. And I could see these points where it could have stayed and it could have got worse. And I chose to find light. I chose to let go. I chose to go do a yoga class and release as much as I could. I chose to scream and yell and cry and do whatever I could do to get it out. I love, thank you for bringing that up. That, you know, when we talk about joy, and what a beautiful or ecstasy or whatever, what incredible experiences. But if we're not willing to allow ourselves to go into the depths, then the highs can't be as high as high either. And that it's only through going and feeling the depths that we can actually learn from them and move through them. And if we're numbing them out, they're just getting stuck and end up showing up often in you know physical ways that aren't that aren't healthy. So thank you for bringing that up and having the practical example of, uh, sometimes life just kind of sucks. <laughs> it yeah. feels hard. And that there's so much strength to be gained through that struggle if we let it. If and we- there are miracles that want to show up on that path. And I, I did a, I did a fast during that time. And I mean, every day, a miracle was coming in. Like things I couldn't have even conceived were showing up. And I was like, this is nuts. This is truly, truly out there. And it was because I was showing up for it. And I never showed up for pain. I was so afraid of it. 
I'm so sensitive. I feel so, I feel so deeply. It's like, I feel like I'm going to completely disintegrate. <laughs> so I know what that is, but to show up for it and feel it, it really moves through me. And I was able to have a completion. I was able to have a full loop and then I could be freed from it and I could start wherever I wanted. Mm. And the fact that, that you acknowledge that there is the pain there on occasion, you know, to, to look at, at your life through the last, I don't know, year, year and a half, right? As kind of an outsider, the travel and the living in exotic places and the love of your life and these, I mean, just ridiculously amazing photos of, of, of your experience. My backyard. Yeah. literally my backyard. I mean, yeah. wow. <laughs> wow. Honestly, vicariously enjoying life through you sometimes. And to think, oh, well, she's just got to have it made. She's just maybe always had it made. But that's not, that's not the case. It's like you created a life that you could enjoy and it's still taking twists and turns and shifts. And, and would you talk a little bit about like, international living, how, how that happened, you know, at your fella and now being back here and, and looking forward to a whole new adventure coming up with baby on the way. Yeah. I mean, I always had a passion for travel and it's incorporated into my, my marketing company. And, you know, that was my dream was, could I travel and make money? And then I saw there were people doing it and was like, all right, how do I go do that? Like them. And, and that was what I did. And I started that um, around 2013, 2014. And it was very much like a trial. And, um, but I was doing a lot of it. And I, I figured out through, again, a lot of mistakes, a lot of, a lot of financial mistakes too along that way. I learned, I learned, I learned how to do it. And so, you know, in many ways, I was prepared for COVID in a way that other people were not because I had a location independent remote business Mm -hmm, and I could work from anywhere. Thank goodness. And, but yeah, we, we got stuck abroad. (laughs) Darn. Um, And, you know, we, we got on a plane in February, early February. We thought it would be fine. Um, We weren't going to China. We thought it's fine. Um, But we flew to India and uh, to do this service trip that I'd always wanted to go on for my friend's nonprofit. And, uh, and, you know, we were just enjoying ourselves. We were supposed to be a month in India. We were eight months in India. Wow. And, um, and we were mostly in one city, very small town in southern India, rural India. And it was hard for me. I'm, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the jet setter had to sit in one house, you know, like, with, with kind of cruddy internet for almost four months and, um, and just be, and to be still and to be with my nervous system. But that was the gift that showed up for me. Um, and then, you know, we had been efforting and trying to get out of India, but there was less and less options and there was not even airports open in India. So the way to get out was very limited until literally we had a miracle. We got a visa into Thailand and um, had an opportunity to, we were going to potentially buy a business there. And so that was the, the, the opening that, that came to, and we didn't end up buying the business. So it was just dull. Like we did these months of preparation and the contracts and the lawyers, and then we got there and it didn't even happen. Wow. And so we were there and 
it was like, all right, how do we make the best of this? We're, we're where we wanted to be. And, um, and just connecting with community. And we really were committed to really immersing ourselves in Thailand. And so we had Thai Tuesdays and we were, you know, practicing some of the language and really trying to see the sites. Um, and we did, we stumbled upon an amazing community, you know, a beautiful place to live and dropped in, like properly dropped in and became a part of, mm-hmm. of, of that tribe and, and became, you know, both participants and contributors and, and got our dog. And we were really just, we were there. That was our home. Um, and I think, you know, there was this safe place for both me and my partner to explore new things, explore new identities, mm. because no one there really knew us. And even when we would try to step into old roles of ourselves, it would kind of feel clunky or awkward or we would get upset. It was like, I don't want to really want to do this. Why am I doing this thing? I don't you know. So there was <laughs> yes. these new versions of ourselves that were like being birthed and coming through. And, and so we had the space to play and, and explore. Um, and we, we were living on a beautiful island called Koh Phangan in Thailand. It's very mm-hmm. spiritual. It's also known for the full moon parties, which are kind of crazy. But on the other side of the island are yoga studios and detox centers and amazing workshops, tantra, all these Mm. going on. Um, A lot of retreat centers. So basically I was at home and yeah, and and we're still very connected to that community. I don't think it's completely eliminated. I think there's a a good possibility we'll be back there for a couple months a year Mm. just because it feels like home. It is a special place for us. Um, but yeah, I met my partner before COVID, like just a few months before COVID. And, and I had gotten to such an interesting place. I think, you know, being a woman, being a Western woman, being uh, an, an older woman at this point, like in my late thirties, um, not married, no children, um, and, and was not romantically, you know, linked to anybody. It made so many people nervous. <laughs> it was just made them uncomfortable. And but then I had to get comfortable in that uncomfortableness, and mm-hmm. you know, being asked all the questions and and having you know no good answers for them. You know, I'm just flowing with my life. We'll see what happens. Yeah, I might get married. Yeah, I might not. You know, I might be single for the rest of my. I might have children. I might not. You know, and I'm okay with whatever shows up and really meaning it. I think mm-hmm. that was what my journey was. And also getting to like a really gorgeous place of self-love, like just feeling like I'm amazing <laughs> and I deserve the best. And I'm not going to settle for this, this, and this anymore. I am only going to be in a relationship if it's, amazing too or it's it's extraordinary and remarkable and so was really holding out and and got very lucky I guess or maybe just aligned um and also saw a lot of my unhealthy patterns with with dating and Mm. picking the wrong guys because they were exciting and excited my nervous system but were not sustainable (laughs) beyond some period of time (laughs) And, and then stepping into like someone who felt like home and someone who felt um, like my match 
and then being so terrified once I let that in fully. Um, and, and then going on that journey and that's been a wild ride for almost three years. Um, and, you know, like, you know, the accelerated incubator that was COVID. <laughs> yes, we were just like, we were both so independent. And then it was like, we have to stick together to make this work, you know? Um, so we've been having some interesting, you know, how close can we get? How can we create separateness? How can we create autonomy? How can we mm. come back to ourselves in, in the energy and in our creations and in our space? So, and I met just a remarkable man who didn't need me either, yeah. but got to choose me and I got to choose him. That That is a magnificent space to be in. You know, being in that space myself you know, and, and feeling that alignment and what a difference true alignment makes in relationship in such a way that you can grow together and grow independent, you know, do, you do your growth, I'll do mine. But but that there's there's confidence and strength in that growing rather than it creating concern or insecurity or whatever in the other person. And such a beautiful thing to have found that. I'm, I'm excited for you. <laughs> and, 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 to, and to be with your partner if they're in uncertainty or yeah. if they're in questioning or if they're in whatever process and not taking it as an attack or like I just think and thinking you need to change or fix yourself um, and just being with them and I think again that comes from confidence and I mean but I'm not perfect (laughs) (laughs) just like knowing what I am and what I have and wanting to to be able to hold that same space for another person is, is such a gift, such a gift. And, and we are back in the States, which was like a long time coming because we hadn't seen the family in almost three years. And um, yeah, we were engaged and our families had not even met the other partner. You know, our parents had met in person and we hadn't even met each other's parents. So it was just like this whole interesting uh, piece. And then, now we're having a baby. So it's just all the things all at once and so divine, so mm-hmm. perfect and so aligned and, and really what we had envisioned, you know, maybe in a slightly accelerated way, but mm-hmm. like, okay, all right, we find, we find home, we find grounding and, um, and we make it work. So what was the connection or the draw to uh, the part of Colorado that you're, that you landed in? So I've actually never lived in Colorado. My partner lived here mm-hmm. in Boulder yep. um, for five years before mm-hmm. COVID, actually right before we left. And um, our first date uh, was an 11 day road trip that started in Phoenix, Arizona, day. but ended in Boulder okay. actually. And then I flew out of Denver. Um, so there was this like very sweet, um, cause, cause I was here with him when he kind of closed the full chapter. He stole, he stole, Sold his car after that road trip, literally. The day we got back, someone bought his car from him. And um, and then, you know, and then we went off um, to, he went to Hawaii, I went to Costa Rica, and then we went to Africa together. Um, but there was, yeah, some, you know, I think for us living on a tropical island away from a lot of city stimulus was like 
we really don't do well in cities right now, <laughs> like yeah. both of us. I get it. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, when we were like, we were house sitting in Denver last week, and it was a lot for both of us. Like, it was probably too much. Um, so, nature and really understanding we need to be close to nature and have sort of wide open spaces. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, it just felt right. And we, my, my top priority was finding really amazing midwives. Mm-hmm. for the birth of the baby and when they showed up here i was like all right boom i'm in yeah mm-hmm. yeah and i knew we had enough community here that we could make it work yeah. wonderful it's a beautiful area you know when you talked about the need to be close to nature um i'm guessing i could be wrong but i'm guessing that there's um an added sense of of the divinity all around when you're in in nature and have that near you. Can you can you talk to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, a little bit of my work is is elemental, and mm-hmm. so it you know I'm needing to be around Earth. I need to be able to ground too much concrete. You know, I lived in New York City. I don't know how I did that sometimes, <laughs> but you know, being able to earth and ground, um, you know, having clean air, having clean water, um, you know, we're not by the ocean right now, but just, you know, having the Creek right here and, and, you know, the, the different, uh, bodies of water nearby, it's just really important to me to remember our nature. When we connect to nature, we remember our true nature mm. and it's so important in the work I do. It's so important in my self practices. It's so important. Like, our, our dog, I often say, is like our little like Buddha anchor because if he doesn't move three times a day, like in pure nature, he's miserable. He is mm-hmm. crying. He is fussy. He's just, you know, because he's he was born on a mountain on a tropical island and he's free and he loves roaming. And, and, and there is that wildness to him that he activates in, in both of us. And so... Mm-hmm. I actually, I've always like, I grew up camping and hiking and things like that, but I, now I see how essential it is for my, not only just my functioning, but like my thriving and my expansion and just to clear my field. Even like after I do an energy session, I go outside and I lay on the grass. Mm. I have to, I have to, there's like, there's no other way around it. And actually, it's really funny. We moved into this house and it's partially furnished and there's a lot of fake plants. I'm looking at a fake plant right now behind the computer. (laughs) But um, we're slowly like, we need to like replace the fake plants and put real plants because like there's, you don't get energy from a rubber plant. You you get energy from something that is literally cleaning the air and and, yeah, Mm -hmm. is alive. It's alive. Now... Every month you put out um, like energy updates about the month. And I thank you for those. I've, I've enjoyed them for, for a while now. How did those come about? And what, what can you just tell us kind of the story with those? If people wanted to connect with those, how might they do it? Sure. So, you know, I was doing, during COVID, I, I started leading women's circles again, actually intuitively, even before COVID like hit I was like, I, I felt this rush that January I have to host a women's circle online. I have to. 
And then of course, like the second week of the circle, like everybody's lives were going into shutdown mode. And, um, and I'd how I, you know, we talked a little bit about Austin, Texas, but I used to lead one of the largest um, entrepreneur women's communities there. I was hosting at first one event a month, eventually we were hosting five or seven events a month. Wow. And, you know, we had events for healers and, but, but I was more known as like the marketing girl and, and the event community organizer and the MC. Um, but I was always involved in these women's circles and things like that. And as I cultivated my own spaces online, because I couldn't lead retreats and my retreats were always my sort of spiritual places, thing, new things came through. You know, so these activations, these sort of channelings, but I've been doing self-channeling, like my own automatic writing and things like that personally, and had done it on several of the retreats, but I hadn't done it in a program. And the more comfortable I got, I was, this is so potent. This is so good. And so during COVID, I did a full quantum healer training that I had been thinking about doing for years. I just was like, my best friend and I, we both signed up. We're like, we're just going to do this. And it was fantastic. But even at the beginning, I was super nervous to like have my mom see it. <laughs> and I did, I did some open channelings on Facebook lives and it, they just all went really well and felt, you know, again, the confidence and just felt, felt good to share. Mm-hmm. And so for my women's group, I, I, I did the first energy forecast and it was, I don't even know how to explain it. It was just so well received. It was like, oh my God, can I share this with my friend? And it was like all these things. And so what I said was in January, I will start doing them publicly, just like if you can wait. And so I did, I started that first January one and it's just been so well loved and it's brought me so much deeper with so many people in my communities mm-hmm. And even like my, my one friend's boyfriend is always like, but like, and he's Israeli. So he has kind of an accent. He's like, but how do you do, how do you know that it is coming? Like, what is, what is the secret? Like, wh- how do you know? It's so right. It's how do you know? <laughs> I love that question because it's like, I honestly, I don't have an answer for you. Mm-hmm. Even when I'm channeling it, I have no idea. Like I have, I do a meditation. I get like my few notes. But then when I open, it's just all these other things come out. And even they impact my own life. Like I have to re-listen to the, the energy forecast to know what's coming too. Um, but yeah, they're, you know, they're about 15, sometimes 30 minutes long, depending mm-hmm. on how much I have to say. And it's a little bit about, you know, the, the challenges that you might, or energies that, that might be heavier or more challenging for you during the month. And then some of the opportunities for growth and expansion and what parts of our, our energetic body are being activated. And I think everybody hears it differently. Everybody kind of pulls, pulls what they need out. And, and for me, you know, they are activations. I really realize they are shifting energy. They are moving energy. They are helping people get into alignment and connect to their core, connect to their intuition. Um, and I love giving them out for free. I love that they're out in the universe. I, you know, people told me to charge for them <laughs> for years now. 
And, you know, I just love giving them away. I love being accessible. Um, so you can get them on my website, um, elementalsphere.com. You can also follow me on Facebook and also get access there. Perfect. And we have a Telegram channel as well. Telegram, yes. <laughs> Fantastic. And we'll include all that information in the in the show notes as well. I'm curious, when you're channeling, is, is there... Um, what are you connecting with? Is it like your highest self? Is it angels, beings? I mean, do you know? Um, uh, I'm always careful with this question sure, because sure. I the sort of and I not don't even don't even call it a lineage, but just sort of the traditions in which I've been mm-hmm. taught this work is is very pure, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm not channeling God. I'm not channeling Source. I can't claim that. In fact, I believe I would explode if I was in fact doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what I believe I have access to is a unique channel that is my own, mm. that is my own energetic access point to the quantum field, which is all, which is oneness, that. which is consciousness, which is all creation, all. And mm. um, if, if, if that, if your mind can wrap itself around, like when we talk about, we are one or I am you, you are me, I'm a reflection. It's It's a field that we all create, you know, our, our bodies are electric and magnetic. This is when it's quantum. You know, I always, mm-hmm. like, I actually have a science background. I don't usually go into super details with this, but we all have electric and magnetic energies in our physical bodies. You know, even just the way to move my hand, this is a series of electrical impulses to move nerves. And so we all have an energetic field around us. This is not, this is science. Um, and we have, you know, magnetic poles, and then you have one. And if you're standing next to me, our poles are our magnetic and our electric energy is interacting. And then if you think of the collective, everyone on the planet, um, and the electric and the magnetic field that we create, and then you think of animals, and then you think of plants, and you even think of power lines and internet and Wi-Fi and all the things that are interacting, we have a collective field. Um, that has a vibration, that has a frequency. And I believe I just have an access point to that. Mm-hmm. That's all I believe. Um, and I'm not channeling a person or a being I or any that. of that. Yeah. But I do, I'm, I am very committed to keeping my field and my channel clean mm-hmm. and clear and unobstructed. And, um, and a lot of that has to do with the way I take care of my body and what I just um, but also the way that I clear my own field and clear, and that's a lot of the practices that I've learned from my mentors. And, and I think, you know, I think that's one of the biggest pitfalls of this work on the planet is that it's very easy to be corrupted. And it's very mm-hmm. easy to get your channel clogged with some gunk. Um, yeah. and I'm very particular about who I let in my own field yes. and even who I interact with um, mm-hmm. on a regular basis. So hopefully that answered your question. Well, and I'll, I'll bet knowing, you know, going back to the beginning of our conversation about being, you know, highly energetically sensitive and, and an empath that once you start recognizing the, the energetic field and and just how much the energies are commingling all the time with everybody around and just society in general that could feel really overwhelming 
or it could be wildly empowering in terms of, of your own boundaries and safeguarding your own energetic space. And I love the idea of, of connecting to the collective through yourself, <laughs> you know, go, go, whether it's going in or, you know, maybe you see it going, going out, but through you, I, I, I don't know, but, but to where it's still you relying on you to get there. That that's huge. Yeah. One of my mentors uh, teaches this, you know, she, you know, a lot of people like, Oh, go ground in the earth. Like mm-hmm. I ground in the earth, but I ground in the earth through my own field, yeah. through my own energetic portals and, and filtration systems. Um, so ultimately I'm connecting to my own field. Mm-hmm. My own field needs grounding, um, which is a little bit esoteric, but, but yeah. that's what I'm doing. And so yeah, it's, it's, it's fun. It's beautiful work. Um, I'm so grateful I get to do it. I feel very privileged and I feel very in a place of service. Like I couldn't keep this to myself. And when I was feeling energetically ready, it was, there was no other option but mm-hmm. to share, but to, to give. And um, I tell people that, you know, the people who who know they're meant to work with me, no, and I don't have to convince them, and I don't have very many fancy sales marketing techniques, even though I know them all mm-hmm. um, for for my energy work. Um, and yeah, it's it's really such a treat, and I'm very excited to get back to doing them in person. I was doing those in Thailand, and so being able to ground here in Colorado is going to be very very lovely to have in person session. That's fantastic. Well, as someone who's who has worked with you and and both in readings, but also class, um, there is activation that happens. There is, I, you know, I, I can I can say attest to the fact that there is this this bigger field of possibility that there's now a connection into, or that you begin to see with your own eyes, not just through the eyes of someone else. Um, and that's transformational. That's that's huge, you know, to help someone or to even hold the mirror to open the door for someone to step into a, a bigger version of themselves or a more soul aligned life or, you know, version of what comes next. So thank you. When you talk about being of service, holy cow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's hard for me to think of something that's, that's, that's a more beautiful service than helping people be even more of who they really are. And again, I always say it's a remembering. I'm not teaching you something you don't already know. I'm just helping you kind of get rid of the amnesia and wake up to, oh, I'm amazing. I'm spectacular. I have this gift. I have this. I know how to align this. I know how to take responsibility for this. Mm. I know how to grow through this. I know how to heal. I know how to surrender. Mm. And then letting it be really effortless with ease and joy and grace. Love that. So if people are listening, watching and going, whoa, how do I get some of that? <laughs> how do I connect in? What, you know, what kind of, uh, what are you offering these days in terms of, of client work or programs? What's on the horizon? Yeah. Um, it's a bit limited because uh-huh. we're getting ready for baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I do have uh, private quantum sessions, um, mm-hmm. which if it's the first one, I do like body activation um, and I do self-packs of three 
for those, then they're good for one year. And um, there is a course that actually I recorded um, of my elemental work while I was in Thailand, and I'm going to finally release it, which is very exciting. Um, and we haven't decided what the full name is, but there are a series of elemental activations working with uh, the elements and the land and nature and connecting to move through your own challenges to find those opportunities. So that'll be coming out soon as well. And I'm going to do, um, because people have been asking for them for a while, some bundles of some different, so the quantum heart activation and some clearing practices and then some intuition games. So those three bundles will be coming out in the next uh, month and a half. Um, in my energy work. And so, yeah. And then I'm hopefully going to have a few little retreats uh, coming up. Um, one, hopefully before baby and then two next year, um, possibly in Thailand and Bali. So we'll Ooh. see how it all unfolds and maybe even Colombia. So yeah, some really exciting things on the horizon. Um, but I always say the best way is to follow me on Facebook or Instagram to check out the website because all the offerings are Perfect. Well, we'll make sure to get all those links and all that information available in the show notes for so people can connect with you. You are you are such a joy. And I'm trying to remember when I took the the quantum heart activation program. Um, I believe I'm trying to remember the timing on that. Was that last spring? Summer? It would have been sometime last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also got one of the necklaces. Yes. My friend, my friend in Thailand, Love which that. are all made from things in India. So it was just such a <laughs> sweet combination. And, uh, but yeah, we're working. I'm, I love collaborating with other healers and creators. And so there's always things coming, coming down my pipeline as they show up. That's fantastic. You know, as you were talking about being in relationship and being able to hold, you know, at first when you, when you find that aligned relationship, aligned relationship it's, it's kind of terrifying <laughs> you know or I and there was and I was moving into that kind of aligned relationship you know at, at during the time of taking this course and it was wild how to activate those parts of of yourself that remembering that it's safe to let all this goodness and love in that it's safe to let it in and um and then to move forward from that place of confidence that it's safe no matter what happens, that that was one of the. I mean, that's so incredibly freeing, and Love such it. a gift to give. And what I often say, you know, I, I even I worked with a client yesterday, and he has gotten to such a place where he's so full himself again that self love, that divine love, um, that he has so much more to actually give. So he wasn't yeah. so taking and clingy, and again no judgment, codependent. Like that's what we have. It's learned behavior to say survive. When we fill up the divine cup, when we fill up our own cup inside and we know how to take the space, we know how to check in, we know how to rejuvenate the self and we can pour, pour that love out. And it's not so terrifying because it doesn't feel scary to give when you have infinite supply within you and infinite supply always accessible mm. in every moment. And that I think is the perfect remembrance to to close with the, the idea that love is infinite. It's all around us all the time. And the more we work, work we do on ourselves to hold that infinite love, the more that we can give from a healed place as well. Mm. 
we remember our full capacity, which is infinite. You know, our birthright is abundance. Our birthright is this maximum expansion where love can just keep flowing in and out and in. And out. Beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you so much. I so appreciate your time. And to all who are listening, please check out Lydanne's information in the show notes. You can connect with her Facebook, Instagram, through her website. She's such a wealth of information and literally energy activation. And if you don't know what that means, go check her out because it, it it's a game changer. It's, it's absolutely a game changer. So thank you for your time. Thank you to all the listeners. I look forward to, to connecting with you next week as well. And in the meantime... Go forward with love. Go forward with love. Thank you for the honor and the privilege to be here. Such a treat. Thank you for listening to Dirt Road Divinity. In between episodes, you can connect with me and the podcast on Instagram or Facebook at Dirt Road Divinity and also on YouTube at my channel, Lisa Wade Alchemy. If you have show ideas or guest suggestions, email me at lisa at dirtroaddivinity.com. I'd love to hear from you. And if you haven't subscribed or reviewed the podcast yet, please do so. So you can be informed of future episodes and help others find the podcast as well. Until next time, may you enjoy your own scenic route of the soul.